Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory be forever. This is Father Basil again. And uh, hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving here in Canada. I know I've been pretty busy with family and doing things, but now I'm back doing podcasts. Hopefully I can do one every day from now on. Um, so I'm going to read again from this book, Light for Life, Part 3 of the Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. And today I'm going to start the chapter called Growth in the Spiritual Life. Physical life is a two-sided coin. We are growing, evolving, becoming, yet we remain the same person from the moment of conception. The same thing happens in theosis or or the spiritual life. It is a process. Incorporated into Christ from our baptism, we are a new creation in him. Yet we must grow in what we have become. We are called to cooperate more and more with the Holy Spirit through synergy and to be transfigured in the Lord. This implies a growth evolution as in physical life. However, since this life is not physical, it cannot be measured easily, nor should we attempt to measure our own growth. That is for a spiritual father or mother to do. The fathers of the church, in unison with spiritual writers of other Christian traditions and even other religions, do speak of several phases of growth in theosis, which occur when people take their spiritual lives seriously. In the physical life, there are accurately identifiable stages, infancy, childhood, adolescence, etc. In the various theories of developmental psychology, stages of emotional life are likewise mentioned. Thus, in the Freudian system, for example, Oral, anal, phallic, latency, and other stages are identified. In the spiritual life, too, there are stages of maturation and integration, which are mentioned by writers both Christian, Eastern and Russian, and non-Christian. With varying terminology, each speaks of beginning, progressing, and being advanced in the spiritual life. There seems to be a common basis to what is described. The, sta- the scriptures describe the believer's state of awareness and practice in terms of levels of growth and maturity. In the epistle to the Hebrews, we see the distinction between infancy and more mas- mature stages expressed as a progression from basic faith to a deeper understanding. So from Hebrews we read, About this we have much to say. And it is difficult to explain, for you have become sluggish in hearing. Although you should be teachers by this time, you need to have someone teach you again the basic elements of the utterances of God. You need milk and not solid food. Everyone who lives on milk lacks experience of the world of righteousness, for he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose faculties are trained by practice to discern good and evil. 
Therefore, let us leave behind the basic teaching about Christ and advance to maturity without laying the foundation all over again. Repentance from dead works and faith in God. Instruction about baptisms and laying on of hands. Resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And we shall do this, God permitting. Notice that repentance, basic faith, the mysteries of initiation and understanding of the church's eschatological teaching are connected to infancy in the Christian life, not maturity. This is what we profess in the creed before our baptism. It is the baby food of Christianity. The more solid food in Hebrews is to understand the mystery of Christ as the eternal high priest of the new covenant and our sharing in it through him and to express our understanding through commitment to the, Holy, to the body of Christ. From Hebrews again, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way which he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have had great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast at the, the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Elsewhere, we find the same image of milk versus solid food used to characterize the way Christians relate to one another. Thus, St. Paul tells the Corinthians, Brothers, I could not talk to you as a spiritual people, but as fleshly people, as infants of, in Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, because you were unable to take it. Indeed, you are still not able even now, for you are still of the flesh. While there is jealousy and rivalry among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving of it as in an ordinary human way? People who are infants in Christ are not simply unaware of the higher doctrines of Christianity. They actually live at the level of the body of flesh, unaffected by the Spirit of God within them. In <clears throat> Before, we mentioned the threefold dimensions of a human being as body, soul, spirit, or flesh, mind, heart. The God-given order of human behavior, we noted, is that the body be under the direction of the mind, the soul, and the mind be governed by the spirit. Here, the same description of man is employed. The spiritual infant is described as a person who lives carelessly on the body of fleshly level, not yet even functioning under the direction of the soul and mind. Following the example of St. Paul in the New Testament, we can draw a rough parallel between the stages of the physical life and the dimensions of spiritual maturity. We are born again to God in baptism. 
In spiritual infancy, we learn the basics of Christian teachings and practice. We, we mature as the focus of attention of our spiritual effort shifts from being body-centered to being soul, mind-centered, to being spirit, heart-centered. Actually, we are integrating these dimensions, as by God's grace we gain control of ourselves as fleshly creatures. We submit our bodily nature to the mind, soul, reason, or integrate it properly, depending on our perspective. Then we gain control of ourselves as rational thinking creatures, submitting this to the direction of the spirit heart and finally submitting to our spiritual soul, heart nature totally to the direction of the Holy Spirit of God. The stages are briefly described here and will be dealt with a greater length of subsequent chapters indicating the issues, practices, and growth challenges proper to each. <clears throat> Children are body-centered. They learn to do things with their bodies, controlling and coordinating, making their bodies do what they want them to do. They function at the level of reward-punishment, pain-pleasure. They are physically oriented and cannot really deal with concepts or abstract thought. Childhood is a time to be trained and disciplined so that they can develop good habits, cleanliness, care for the body, proper eating habits, etc. Much the same process occurs at the first stage of the spiritual life. We accept to deal with ourselves as fleshly creatures, training our bodies to submit to the Lord, that we not be driven and controlled by sin, our appetites or passions. People at this stage are termed carnal or fleshly, by Paul. The person is very concerned with law and that tends to be at the level of compliance, rewards punishments in his or her morality. Attention is focused on doing. As we become teenagers, we use our minds more. We become able to deal with concepts, ideas, and ideals. However, everything tends to be seen in terms of black and white, and values are not consistently internalized. Adolescents are mind-centered, idealistic yet not too realistic. We think that we have all the answers, or at least more than our elders. It is the age of role-playing, experimentation with different selves, and the influence of peer pressure. Teenage morality tends to be at the level of identification, when a certain view of the self is salient in the conscious, then behavior follows that role, but this is not stabilized nor consistent. Much of this applies to the person at the second stage of spiritual growth. Paul refers to such people as rational, logical, or soul-mind-centered, psychikoi. Attention is focused on thinking or feeling, Unfortunately, the modern Western world erroneously tends to view this level as the ideal, the most mature, totally ignoring the deeper dimensions of the spirit heart values. Science and education are seen to be the ultimate solution to all problems, and individualism is the result. Adulthood involves recognizing the center of integration as being the spirit heart, rather than the body or the soul-mind. 
adults discern not merely right or wrong, but also appropriate, inappropriate, timely, untimely. Here a person is able to surrender totally to the other and others to make the integrated gift of self, to enter into communion. Paul refers to these people as spiritual or spirit-centered. Numatakikoi. Morality is at the level of internalized values and consistency with them, a knowledge by experience of what is right and unjust. This stage centers on being more than doing. So, that's a pretty good introduction to the growth in spiritual life. And this will be pretty much the end of this book talking about it. And, um, you know, I think we can learn that, you know, what stage are we in right now? Are we in the infancy stage? Are we in the childhood stage of spirituality? Are we in the teenage stage? Are we in the adult stage? You know, how many of us actually reach the adult stage of, of spirituality when we do things because we know the difference between, as it says here, um, not merely what is right or wrong, but what is appropriate, inappropriate, timely, untimely. So we, we know that our actions affect other people. We know that what we should be doing is should be pleasing to God. So that's, that's basically the, um, the highest level of spirituality we can get to when we, everything we do is pleasing to God. Is is not hurtful to others. Is is um, thinking about others' needs before we think about our own needs, and that's that's hard to get to that level. It's hard to get to that level of spirituality, no doubt. And we, I will be talking about this in the future uh, podcast that I do. God bless you. Have a good day.